Welcome back, everybody, and welcome to episode three of the American Social Fabric podcast titled Best Case Scenario. hope that everybody had a good weekend and is having a good start to their week. Uh, first, a couple points of organizational matters. Uh, so based on the analytics that I'm seeing on my end, it looks like we actually have a, a couple new unique listeners to, you know, growing each episode. So that's great. And I appreciate everybody sticking around for the early phases of this podcast while I'm still kind of figuring out the structure and then, you know, learning as I'm going. Um, so I really appreciate everybody sticking around till the end of these podcasts. So the goal is, you know, really to grow a little bit each podcast and to continue to improve the format, um, you know, the ease of listening and the content as we move forward. So, uh, thank you again. So I know that last week I had posted two episodes, one on Monday and one on Friday, uh, moving forward. I want the schedule to be that I post every Wednesday, um, so I kind of want to correct to that this week. Um, the goal is to have this episode go up Wednesday and it'll be a little bit shorter uh, just because of the time crunch. Um, and then moving forward, kind of move to a more normal Wednesday schedule with, you know, podcasts in the 15 to 20 minute range there. Um, and with that, the organizational matters out of the way and we can move back to, uh, I guess, the second episode that we're going to be talking about Alexander Hamilton's conjectures about the new constitution. To summarize what we had been talking about last week, uh, we discussed Alexander Hamilton's conjectures about the new constitution. This is a unpublished fragment um, that Alexander had written in late September 1787 after the close of the constitutional convention. Um, it's thought that this was either going to be part of a larger newspaper article or maybe a letter that he was drafting. However, it did go unpublished. In the first two paragraphs of this letter fragment, Alexander lays out what he considers to be the factors weighing in favor of the success and adoption of the Constitution and the factors weighing against its success. Now, what surprised me was the relevance that many of these factors have today and how many of the factors that he lays out have parallels today. Uh, these included the desire for citizens to have their personal property rights protected or the uh, desire for a government to facilitate trade between states and to facilitate economic growth. On the other hand, uh, there is also negatives that we see in our society today, whether that be the distrust of a strong federal government, the distrust of handing over power to those you have no democratic control over, and just the pure hatred of taxes. So moving forward, after all of that, 
Alexander says that he doesn't really know what's going to happen. He says that he thinks that the factors weigh in favor of the adoption of the Constitution, but he's unsure. However, he feels that if the Constitution does fail to be adopted, it will have grave consequences for the nation. In particular, he says, it is probable the discussion of the question will beget such struggles, animosities, and hearts in the community that this circumstance conspiring with the real necessity of an essential change in our present situation will produce civil war. In essence, he's arguing that the debate about the Constitution will be so divisive and so difficult for the nation that if the Constitution fails, the debate about the Constitution will rip the nation apart. And if it gets to the point of civil war, he feels that, quote, should this happen, whatever parties prevail, it is probable governments very different from the present and their principles will be established. To me, this quote really emphasizes the importance of compromise in making political decisions for any group of people, because here he's effectively saying we have a good constitution I think it'll pass, but if it doesn't pass, then it could ultimately lead to the civil war. And no matter who wins in that civil war, whether it be the side in favor of the Constitution or against the adoption of the Constitution, that ultimate government will be much different than what we have now. Meaning that even if the pro-Constitution side were to win, the principles of that government would ultimately not reflect what is in the Constitution because the check on their goals and the the elements of their compromise will effectively be pointless or meaningless. Now, with that said, the Civil War is not the only outcome that he considers. Alexander considers that in place of Civil War, the U.S. could also fracture into multiple countries. He says that several Republican confederacies be established between different combinations of the particular states, meaning that because people might not agree on different parts of the constitution or perhaps, um, you know, for instance, whether there is a bill of rights or there won't be a bill of rights, things like that, that the individual states could form their own sub-political entities ruled by their own variations of the constitution potentially, or they could draft their own constitutions. Aside from multiple sub-republics within the United States or what was formerly the United States, Alexander Hamilton also considers that the U.S. could go back to some um, British rule, whether that mean that they would be ruled by some son of the king or whether direct rule by the king. He is unsure, but he says that while it's not likely, the U.S. could go back to a monarchy. So with all of these negative potential outcomes for the early United States, if the Constitution was not adopted, we really ended up kind of in a best case scenario with it being adopted. The alternatives in the opinion of Alexander Hamilton, and I think these broad buckets are are pretty accurate, would be some return to British rule, uh, sub-governments with you know different confederations of states being ruled by separate constitutions, and who knows how well, you know how that could work out in the long run, whether they would war amongst themselves, whether they would have economic trade or not, uh, it's hard to imagine that that would have worked out well for the early United States. 
Um, or, you know, alternatively, he doesn't say this, but he repeatedly mentions that the current situation of the United States was not a desirable one and one that many people were looking for an alternative for. I mean, that is the whole reason for the, for the Constitution. So the U.S. could have remained mired in the you know, political situation ahead, which worked for nobody during that time. Then, of course, is the probably worst outcome of all, civil war. The states, the early states, could have gone to war with each other over the passage of the Constitution. And in that case, nobody's principles would have been reflected. And it is at that point that I want to wrap up my discussion of Alexander Hamilton's letter. Um, I find it very interesting, both his ideas about why the Constitution may or may not pass, and then his ideas regarding if it doesn't pass, you know, what are the likely outcomes? Um, I feel that in many ways we ended up in the best case scenario. The fact that it was adopted, it was accepted by the people, it was well administered, and it still continues to this day. This is something that we shouldn't take for granted. I know we're where we have been at least for a couple years now in one of the most politically divisive states this country has been in a very long time. And, you know, you can, I'm sure you can argue to the cows come home about times that were worse or, you know, something like that. But I think people who cite currently about how uncertain things can be and how easily one decision can completely cha change the course of history. Now I love studying history, as if that isn't evident from this podcast. But I studied history in undergraduate, or as an undergraduate, before going to law school. I still read history every day. And I think a large theme you, that you can take away from the study of the world's history for the past couple hundred years is just one failed attempt after another to implement effectively what we have here at home something that we take for granted and something that people complain about on the TV and on social media. They fail to appreciate the fact that they are able to complain. That is something that people haven't been able to do for a long time, and they still aren't allowed to do that in many countries around the world without a risk to their physical safety or their family. So appreciate that you are currently living in the best case scenario, that you are living in the country where lightning struck and constitutional principles have held. Of course, it's not a perfect system. It wasn't implemented perfectly and it's continue evolving. However, that doesn't mean that the rights and the freedoms we enjoy today are by any means common around the world. And I will end on that note. Thank you everyone very much for listening. I truly appreciate it. Um, I'm having a great time making this podcast and I want to continue to improve. So I also appreciate any feedback. Uh, next week, we will move on to James Wilson's speech at a public meeting. Um, again, this is a, from the similar time period as Alexander's Hamilton letter we just discussed. These all take place after the Constitutional Convention, but before the Constitution's adoption by the states. So we're kind of in the world of arguments for and against the Constitution or discussions about its passage. So thank you all again, and we will talk to you next Wednesday.